Yo, what's going on, Warriors? Happy to have you on another episode. Today, we're going to talk about meal timing as it relates to blood sugars, type 1 diabetes, and ultimately, can you eat food whenever you want, or do type 1 diabetics need to maintain a strict eating schedule? Let's get into our theme song. I've spent the last 10 years pushing the limits while identifying trends and patterns in my type 1 diabetes management. Follow along as I learn, apply, and share the fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle strategies that I've learned from diabetes experts around the world. The real question is, how can we live fearlessly with diabetes while maintaining stable blood sugars? This podcast is here to give you the answer. My name is Matt Vandevecht, head coach and co-founder of FTF Warrior, and welcome to Part of My Pancreas. Alrighty, so before we jump into the meat of today's talk, I wanted to kind of look back into the past of type 1 diabetes, right? The education that many of you and I probably received when we were first diagnosed and over the years as they learned some new tips and tricks, new things that uh, the educational process of newly diagnosed type 1 diabetics has changed, has shifted, right? Now, back in the day, they used to send you home with, uh, well, let's just go back to the beginning. By beginning, I mean like 20 years ago. <laughs> beginning of my storyline here. Uh, when you were diagnosed, they would say, okay, eat meals at, let's say, 8 a.m., 12 p.m., 6 p.m., right? Three square meals a day, take 10 units of insulin at each meal, and adjust as necessary, right? Problem is, what they didn't know at that point, or at least they didn't teach often enough, was that there's an actual insulin to carb ratio, right? Now we know this. Now we know that our bolus ratio, or our insulin to carb ratio, means that the amount of insulin we take per meal is going to change, right? Depending on how many carbs are on our plate. And of course, we can get into the, the depth of nutrition on a different episode and your insulin to protein ratio, insulin to fat ratio. What? I know, I'm blowing your mind. We'll, we'll take a step back and focus on the carbs for right now. But we know now that there is an insulin to carb ratio that based on how much we eat, we take differing amounts of insulin, right? But what about the time of the meal? Does time of day matter? Do we have to stick to that 8 a.m., 12 p.m., 6 p.m., or is there some flexibility in our scheduled meals? So I wanna share a quick story with you, a uh, client of mine, and you tell me if you can identify what's going on before I get there, right? Going through their day, they've recognized that not necessarily by scheduling their meals, but just by habit, right, the, the way that their days typically unroll, is that they have breakfast around seven, they have lunch around one, and they have dinner around six or 6.30, right? And again, it's not because they've scheduled this, it's because work, right? Work, they wanna get up, so they eat at seven, got to get to work by eight, let's say, and uh, they have their lunch break that's scheduled for them around 1 p.m., and then they get off work, come home, and eat dinner with their family. So it's a structured schedule, but it's not for diabetes. Now, on the weekends, they notice that their schedule shifts a little bit, right? They may still wake up because their body has just been programmed, hey, wake up at seven, eat at seven. Their, their brain is like, hey, it's time to start the day. So that one kind of stays the same, but then lunchtime, every once in a while, they, they get busy, they get sidetracked with chores, maybe they're doing yard work, maybe they're just having fun with the family. And they notice that lunch sometimes gets pushed off to two o'clock, to three o'clock, and it's later in the day, and they they realize that the only reason that they go to eat lunch, because they were distracted, right? that's why they missed it in the first place, the only thing that pulls their attention back towards the meal is a low. So around two o'clock, maybe 2.30, they start to go low and they're like, oh, oh, right, I forgot to eat. 
And then they realized through weeks after studying this, after months after looking back towards their data, they recognize, huh, every time that I delay my lunch, I go low. Maybe my doctor was right 10, 15, 20 years ago when they said you have to eat three square meals at the same times each day, right? Eight, 12, six, whatever it is, or else bad things happen. You go low, you go high. And so they, they try to change it. They go back to one o'clock. Everything works like clockwork as it's supposed to. Time and range goes back to their normal, right? They don't have to worry about the low blood sugar. But they think to themselves, is this really how life with diabetes has to look? Do I really have to eat at this one specific time or else suffer the consequences? Now, what we look at is they've shifted their meal time from 1 p.m. by about an hour or two to 2 or 3 p.m. and then they go low. So is it that diabetics have to eat at the same time every day or could there be an underlying cause that's making their blood sugars go low when they don't want to, right? Well, you should never want to go low. <laughs> Let's correct that one right there. But what's oftentimes happening, and I'll give you the answer now, so if you're, you're sitting there and you're like, ah, I can't figure it out, I'm gonna help you out here, okay? What's likely happening at this point is not that diabetics have to eat at certain times of the day. It's not that your body requires food at certain times of the day. I mean, think about intermittent fasting, right? Skipping meals in order to let our bodies rest, let the digestive tract rest in between meals. Uh, a lot of people do that for weight loss, boost their metabolism, uh, stabilize blood sugars, improve insulin sensitivity, a number of reasons that people go to intermittent fasting. But what we see here is not that diabetics have to eat at specific times in the day, but rather that they've locked themselves into a schedule unknowingly. Now, what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is that the amount of insulin you take for your basal oftentimes dictates how you structure your habits surrounding mealtimes. Whoa, what are you talking about, Matt? This is, uh, this is mind blowing, I know. Let's think about it like this. If you are likely to see that you go low every day, two o'clock, three o'clock, sorry about the dog barking. <laughs> we're, uh, we're in San Diego right now. Uh, for the weekend. But if you're likely to see that you drop from 2 o'clock, 2.30, 3 o'clock, and it ends up becoming a habit, that's going to lead you to eat your lunch at 1 p.m., right? So if you eat lunch at 1 p.m. every single day to avoid going low at 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, you realize that you can put a Band-Aid on that problem by eating at 1 o'clock, and you've locked into your mind, if I eat at 1, I don't go low. Therefore, I must eat at 1, right? So now you've locked yourself into that same seven o'clock, one o'clock, six o'clock schedule because you've processed the results of if I eat at the same time every day, I don't have to worry about going low. So what's interesting about this is that, especially for pump users, instead of looking back at the data of maybe I could adjust my basal insulin, right, the background insulin, to be stable throughout the day, Instead, what we end up seeing is that the habits change surrounding the lows, surrounding the highs, and we just completely go over the, the solution. We, we miss the solution by going over the source of the problem, right? We miss the mark completely. And so oftentimes when we feel like we're locked into these meal times, feel like you're locked into the 7 a.m. meal, it's not that you have to eat at that time, it's that you've built habits around your basal mistakes. It's that you might have seen high blood sugars in the morning and you recognize if you don't dose for breakfast right off the bat, you go high. So what do you do? You wake up, quick, eat breakfast. Make sure you get insulin in your system. It's not that you have to eat at that time, 
It's that you never set your strategies properly in order to avoid that. Now, ideally, and we're going to get kind of deep here. I'm just going to blow some minds. Ideally, as someone living with type 1 diabetes right now, 2021, you should be able to do an entire 24-hour fast, not eat any food, no calories consumed, and still stay in range. And by in range, I mean between 70 and 180. You should be, that's a wide range. You should be able to stay in that range for 24 hours without requiring glucose tabs or extra insulin. The insulin that you take for your basal medication should be enough to keep you enough, to keep you in range, to keep you stable. And if it's not, then you've likely fallen into locking yourself into that schedule, the scheduled meal times throughout the day. So when we look at can we eat whenever we want, ultimately we're asking are our basal rates set properly? Interesting, right? So it's not so much the, the, uh, the habits that we've built, built around our schedules have saved us, but rather we've placed a, a series of duct tape and bandages <laughs> across these, uh, these issues that are buried deeper than just the surface. And we're fingers crossed hoping that duct tape holds together, right? We're hoping that nothing ruffles the feathers of our schedule, that nothing gets in the way, causes us to have to eat at 2 p.m., 3 p.m., 4 p.m., or skip a meal entirely. We're hoping that nothing messes up our morning routines because if something throws off your morning routine, that throws off when you eat, that makes blood sugars messy, and oh, now the whole day is ruined. You have to realize that there's more than just surface level when you're playing with blood sugars. There are 42 confirmed variables. And yes, I say confirmed in a medical sense because there's actually more variables that we're discovering each and every year that can impact blood sugars. There's still a lot of mystery surrounding what goes on internally, your internal physiology as it pertains to blood sugars and how they relate to external factors, right? We've begun to understand how exercise, different types of food items, right? Not just carbs, but proteins, fats, all these different things are impacting blood sugars. And we never even considered that before. So stop putting the duct tape bandages across the solution, hoping that the ship holds and doesn't sink, right? Because someday you might be surprised by a little wake, you know, a little wake in life that throws at you and meal times get shifted. Maybe you travel, time zones get shifted. Maybe uh, some emergency happens. You run out of food, so food isn't an option for a day and you can't eat your meals. What happens then? Then you're at the mercy of your blood sugars. Or you could dive deeper right now Fix the problem at its core, right? Go to the original issue, fix it there, which will take extra work. It does take time. You will not figure out your basils in five minutes. Okay, I guarantee it. It's going to take time to figure it out. And oftentimes it's going to be dangerous if you're doing it the wrong way. You need to find someone who knows what they're doing, follow their frameworks to guide you through that process of testing your basils, your insulin to carb ratios, your correction factors, also known as your insulin sensitivity factor. You need to know how much insulin to take because if you are living in this, oh, I hope it works out kind of mentality, you will fail. You need to know the exact amount of insulin because let's be real, too much insulin can kill you. Too little insulin can kill you. Just the right amount of insulin is how you live your best life. And the only way to determine the exact amount of insulin that you need, because we are all different, we are all unique, 
The only way to figure that out is through a deeper understanding of how insulin works, how your blood sugars work, how your unique physiology works, then followed by experimentation following safe frameworks and guidelines that people have discovered along their paths, right? Or going through your medical team if they are knowledgeable in that area. And only once you understand the variables and then experiment to determine what is true for you with or without your doctor's guidance, or of course with a coach's guidance, then you can learn to predict where blood sugars are going to go. Then you can have more flexibility in when you eat, what you eat, how you eat. And you don't have to feel restricted and locked in to this diabetes prison. That's when life gets fun. That's when you experience freedom with your life. But then and only then can you have true flexibility with when you choose to eat. Once you open up that level of freedom, you determine your basal ratios to open up time freedom. You determine your bolus ratios to determine uh, what types of foods impact blood sugars, how you open up the food freedom to eat what you want, right? Be more spontaneous in your food choices, not be locked into low carb or keto or vegan or whatever you don't like eating. Think about it like that, to actually eat what you enjoy. If you want to get more out of life, you must first put the work in. None of this complacency crap. You have to put the work in to determine your exact insulin needs. Then you get to reap the rewards of time freedom, eating when you want, of food freedom, eating what you want, and ultimately living your best life. So put the work in today. I don't care what that looks like, whether it's trying to apply for one of our programs, whether it's you doing the work yourself, documenting all of your blood sugars on a napkin like I did initially. I wrote them on napkins, on my hand, on pieces of trash, on receipts from stores. I put the work in. I didn't care if I had a fancy journal or if I had uh, you know, ultimate resources and medical teams surrounding me. Today, even if your doctor gets into the office tomorrow, today you can start writing down blood sugars. You can take action, you can hold the potential, you do hold the potential for your future better self. All right? So please take action, look at your blood sugars, open up time freedom on when you eat, food freedom on what you eat, and create your best life because only you can create that life for yourself. No one else is gonna come in to save you. No one else is gonna show up into your life and magically say, I'm here to fix everything for you because you've waited long enough. That, that doesn't exist. You have to take the first step. Now you can ask for help. You can find someone else and say, can you help me? Can you guide me? What are these proven frameworks? What's the safest way to go about this, right? There are medical professionals. There are diabetic coaches like myself who can guide you along these processes to give you the knowledge necessary to take this into your own hands, but they're not going to come to you. I'm not going to show up on your doorstep and say, knock, knock. You ready to, to train? You ready to change your life? No, you have to take the first step. That is the only way this is going to go well. If you don't take that first step, everything that happens in your future is your own fault. I hate to say it like that, but it's true. I had to accept this myself. Years passed. I had some really rough blood sugars. I had some really rough mental blocks. And I had to get out of my own head and then get out of my own way. Take action for myself. And they were baby steps, to be completely honest with you. They were baby steps each and every day but compounded, that turns into some serious results. 
So whatever that first step looks like you looks like for you, it could be just testing your blood sugars once a day. Maybe you already do that. Maybe you need to document your blood sugars. Maybe you already do that. Maybe you need to research. Maybe you already do that. Maybe you need to ask somebody else for help and figure out what the fastest way to success is. But whatever that next step is, take it today. No more excuses. Take it right now. Take immediate action to give yourself the best possible chance for success in the future. All right. Now we talked a lot about uh, basal rates, bolus ratios, correction factors. When you eat, what you eat, how you eat today. Obviously, playing with insulin can be dangerous. Right? Too much can kill you. Too little can kill you. The right amount. That's what we got to figure out. And unfortunately, we're all a little bit different. So there is no one single answer for everyone. That's exactly why I coach in my programs. I don't just give people a book and say, you're done. I coach each person because we are unique, because each person needs their hand held through this process, needs to be guided because it can be dangerous when done alone. So if that's something you're looking for, if you're looking for guidance, for a proven blueprint, for someone who's done this before, time and time again with their clients, you can apply to work with us. It's, it's gotta be a good fit. I'm not gonna just take in everybody because I want to make sure it's a perfect fit for you. Sometimes they say, hey, with where you're at, I think you should go with this resource first, get things moving, and then you can step into our program. Some people I say, hey, this isn't a good fit at all. Uh, I think that this other person or this doctor or this resource is a better fit for you. Believe it or not, I do tell people that we aren't a good fit. But if you are a good fit, and if you're looking for guidance, looking for that next step, looking for a proven framework to get you to a place where you can eat when you want, what you want, and how you want, then I invite you to go watch a free training that I did recently over at diabetesinaction.com. Now that free training goes over my frameworks for how I discovered what's known as the 80-20 blood sugar formula. I go into the analytical side of diabetes. I like data, okay? I like knowing with full certainty where blood sugars are gonna go. And so I use these formulas, these data points, tracking to find where blood sugars are gonna go, why they did what they did, so that I can live my life with full confidence, knowing that my blood sugars, nine times out of 10, are gonna do what I want them to do. And if that sounds like something that you want in your life as well, go over to diabetesinaction.com, watch the quick training, it's a quick uh, free training for you that I did for you guys. And if, at the end of that video, you like the way that I teach, you think that you'd be a good fit for us, I invite you to apply to get on a call with me or one of my team members, and we'd be happy to see if you're a good fit. At the very least, watch the training, grab that info and use that to take action today. All right, that's all I got for you. I gotta take off, but have an amazing day. Remember, take action today so that your future self will thank you. All right, and thank you for watching. Have an awesome day and keep up the fight.